Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. Uh, Pickney Bend, you know them. You love them. They, they, they make whiskey and they believe in ghosts. So it's everything you want in a distiller, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't want my, like, <laughs> I don't want my distillers to be like super sciency and like total, you know, like yeah. totally, you know, you know, peeing on everybody else's parade. Like, oh no, that's right, guys, ghosts they're aren't not the real. Calvin, they're yeah. not the Calvin mudflap of of distillers for sure. No, definitely, they don't pee on anything, as far as I understand. No, I haven't. I the I they haven't told me that they do, so I'm going to assume that they don't. I mean, their website doesn't really go into a lot of detail on it, but I would assume that's not. true. But you know, you gotta so they're really great. Go check them out. They love uh, ghosts, and they haven't. Um, Pulled their sponsorship yet uh, <laughs> against all odds. So, uh, and their their drinks are so good. So check them out, picknyben.com, P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D.com. Go get you some some things to drink in, with your mouth and um, and to 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 see ghosts with. From? For, to see ghosts, to see, to see ghosts through. Yeah, I think that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as a person that doesn't edit this podcast, that sounded great. I've never actually asked Tara if she listens to this, and I'm afraid to at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that question kind of answers itself by the fact that they continue shipping right. us whiskey. Speaking of, we should be getting a new... They, she said in the fall they have, like, new things coming out that they'll uh, send us, so... Oh. Now, are we going to turn into, like, like moonshine dogs? Where we get, like, un, unlabeled <laughs> bottles? And they're like, so, how did Patrick like that bottle? I don't know. He went into the hospital <laughs> soon afterwards. Oh, Interesting. Can you be more clear about when he went into the hospital? Like how many hours afterwards? And what is what did his face look like when he went into the hospital? Was it like a you know pleasant looking? Was it was it a dour face? Uh, that's important mm-hmm. for our research. Did anybody smell his mouth before he passed out? No. Oh. <laughs> In this scenario, you are the cat from the um, mm-hmm. Bell Witch episode. Absolutely. <laughs> the Absolutely. Uh, all right. So today is. <laughs> Today's episode is quite a thing, and I want to I want to share some context for the episode. Now, Patrick, you of course already know all this, um, but listeners do not. I might not remember s- it though. That's probably accurate. So this is a refresher <laughs> for everybody. Uh, I was talking with my good friend Kara, who lives in Oklahoma, near Oklahoma City, and uh, she is a big fan of this podcast. And um, she actually was someone I bounced the I- original idea around with. Uh, when I before I even told you, Patrick, and she was a big she was a big uh, big advocate for the idea, and uh, I I thought it'd be fun. I kind of pitched to her at one point, like, hey, you know, we could do you're in Oklahoma, like some sort of idiot, and we could do a ghost in Oklahoma at some point. You could maybe come on the show with Patrick and me, and you could be like a a second Patrick, basically. And oh, I, I it's, think maybe it's well, not be, it's not I because mean, you're not a good Patrick. You're you're the best Patrick. Yeah, right. But it's 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 cuz I'm the one that doesn't do the work, right? Correct. It's okay, easier. That's, that's fair. That's you can't fair. trust her to do research. Totally fair. <laughs> She's not going to be the Clayton uh and we just we all know that and we're all we've all accepted it and it's fine. Uh and she's got jokes. Yeah, she's she's uh she's amusing. So that was we we had talked a long time about doing that, uh about bringing her on the show and so we set a date that she chose to do that. And so I researched an Oklahoma ghost and uh she canceled at uh day of she canceled. Um, and I, for, for, you know, what she claims are good reasons and it's fine. And I said, no problem. Uh, this is not a serious podcast. We can do this whenever <laughs> I said, you just let me know when you want to do it and we'll reschedule. Mm-hmm. And she said, I looked at my calendar. Let's do it again next Thursday, eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I said, great. I checked with you and you said, I'm free. Yeah. You said, great. We've locked in our schedule because we are, have been accommodating and then a few days ago, she said, oh, I forgot I'm going to be in Colorado. <laughs> I can't be there on the day that I chose. And I said, and I said, that's fine. And also, we're just going to go ahead and do this. <laughs> now, I give all this background um, for a specific reason. That reason being to put Kara on absolute blast. Oh, yeah, obviously. 
but the second reason is because I want I want you you Patrick and all mm -hmm. listeners to have some context mm -hmm. about why why I why we're talking about a ghost from Oklahoma. <laughs> why would we bother ourselves? <laughs> well, with <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it turns out so I started looking at Oklahoma ghosts, and usually one of my like favorite. Um, ways to start looking for ghosts for this show is mm. to be, you know, sometimes I'll be like, you know, ghosts in Idaho, ghosts mm. in Boston, you know, like yeah. search by state because every state has their ghost stories. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, this will be easy. I'll just go ghosts in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So I did that and I spent honestly like quite a long time looking for a good ghost story in mm. Oklahoma. And here, you've been to Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh yeah, we drove through Oklahoma one time. Yeah, on our yeah. Way to it was California. It was not super memorable. I remember everybody there had like a frying pan face, which was weird to me. I didn't know <laughs> if that was like a is that their thing. I don't know. Um, you saying they sizzled? Yeah, no, not yeah. not really. Um, but no, it's yeah. I, I I remember, I remember you know bits and pieces of it. Now, was was the problem that you couldn't find an interesting Oklahoma ghost? Or that it, there weren't any Oklahoma ghosts of note. Sort of a combination of those things. Mm. So there were there there are ghost stories, but if you like you read them and it's like here the the hotel at eighty uh, fifth and third in Tulsa is haunted by a little girl. No one knows where she might have come from, and that's the end of the story. And it's like I, <laughs> and I no one cares I to guess. Forty five yeah. minutes that way. <laughs> They're all like that. Like all the ghosts. Like for. I mean, literally, like for an hour, I was just reading story after story to story, and it was just like, "This house is very haunted. No one knows where the ghost has come from." It's like, look, man, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna suggest there's a ghost somewhere, there is one rule and one rule only, and it's uh. that if it doesn't have a history, you just make it up. Yeah, because yeah. no one will question you yeah. except for everyone, but certainly not us. Um, but every story, it was really, it was honest to God. It was really strange. Every story had no background. There was, and I finally found one that was like, um, uh, this, uh, there was a, there's a graveyard where a witch is buried. Okay. And I thought, okay, this is, this is, this ripe. is promising. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, sure. you're going to bury a witch. And then like, even if like what happens after that is like nonsense, at least like that's some history to dig into about, you know, witchcraft in Oklahoma and the whole, <laughs> the whole process. Sure. And so I'm reading it. And what I learned was after a few articles is that, the, the woman wasn't actually a witch. It's just she's in this graveyard that people sometimes will say, like, oh, I stepped across this grave and felt a little weird. Like, <laughs> there was no go like actual ghost story in Oklahoma. And I almost I almost pulled the plug early because I was like, it, mm -hmm. it, it's not happening. And just to show you how bad it was, I, I rented another book from the library called... Oh, this book, the title of this book is Ghosts of Oklahoma City. Okay. Um, what do you think that book is about? I mean, I, I'm going to I'm gonna hope it's not about the, the you know, the bad business there. Uh, can you be more specific? The, you know, the, the federal building issue. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> if, if if I see yeah, I mean, if I see if I see that book title on the shelf, I'm I thinking see, that's probably what it's about. Not well, as I'm uh, I'm it, checking myself. Really it's actually not called that. It's called <laughs> I got it wrong. It's called Haunted Oklahoma City. Okay, okay, okay. that's so, that's better. That's mm -hmm. moving in the right direction. Yep. Now, Haunted Oklahoma City and the cover. I'll just show you this mm -hmm. cover because I want you to know what I was thinking of when I was like, mm -hmm. "This is going to be a great book for uh, for mm -hmm. for this." Let me send you this in the chat. Yeah, more visual medium. Thank you. And <laughs> <laughs> this is this is just for you. Yeah, that's a that's a ghost book. Right? Clearly, yeah, yeah. It's like okay. it's it's clearly a ghost book. Yeah, either a ghost book or maybe one of the lost um, Harry Potter appendixes, appendices, or okay. something like that. Okay, it's, yeah, it's got some Potterism going on there. It's yeah. got some Potterism. Mm -hmm. Um, I read this book. There are twenty three stories about haunted Oklahoma City in this book. Hmm. Almost none of them are about ghosts. 
And I was like, what the fuck is going did on? Did not understand the assignment haunted <laughs> And so I was like, I am, I, I honestly thought like, I, am I losing my mind? So I went to mm. Amazon and I was like, how are people liking this book? And so it has, you know, it's some, it, it's got some good Amazon reviews, 4.6 mm. out of five, which is not shabby, mm. but almost all the reviews are like, good read though, less ghost story and more city history. <laughs> I would recommend this book to anyone who wants to learn the history behind some of the city founders, uh, but not many ghosts. <laughs> um, it was more about OKC history than hauntings, I thought, but I enjoyed the book. So, like, <laughs> even the the literal book about hauntings in Oklahoma City has no hauntings. And after I read that, I was like, I I don't know what to do. This is, and I don't know, I, I, there's nowhere to go from here. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma has no good ghosts, <laughs> but, but as you know, Patrick, mm-hmm. when I decide to do something for this podcast, I sink my teeth in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I've heard I that. do the, I do the hard, I do the work mm-hmm. and I, um, I don't let go until it, till it's die. I, I trace, I, I, yeah. I hunt down every lead. Sure. I mean, um, someone has to do the work. Yeah, sure. That's right. And that's me. And I do it all. I do it. I, I go hard and I go long. <laughs> on the work are we still talking about ghosts i'm i don't know (laughs) but i the upshot is i have i finally i didn't quit and i did Mm. find what i think is a very pretty good ghost story okay okay and then kara bailed on (laughs) (laughs) so now it's just you and me now is it is it possible (laughs) now i've not vetted any of this um is it is it possible that you just like built a story around the building at 83rd and 3rd with a little girl that run, runs around the hotel. Is that possible? I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> but I would challenge you then, Patrick, uh, to go to Google and search Ghosts of Oklahoma, and mm. you let me know how that goes. I don't, because, have, time. I don't have time for that, no. Yeah, no, I know. You wouldn't call that bluff. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, I, I mean, I w- it's really stunning, like, <laughs> just how how few details there are about any ghosts and actually so this is so tonight's kind of a special episode in that i have a i have it's gonna be kind of a we have a mini a mini story before the main story okay just to illustrate to you how two things really one how few actual ghost stories are in oklahoma and number two just how stupid oklahoma is (laughs) okay (laughs) and that's important for the second story too i think all right but um so this so this first mini story comes from the book the haunted Oklahoma uh, haunted Oklahoma City book, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not a ghost story, but it is about Oklahoma City's first graveyard, first Dang. ever. Okay, yes, correct. <clears throat> so, um, and Oklahoma, honest to God, has a wild startup history i don't know if you are familiar and we do not have time to get into it in this podcast but like it's it's basically do you ever see the movie far and away uh about the tom cruise and nicole kidman and claiming land like with a horse race no i have no Uh, idea what you're talking no okay you are (laughs) a you're missing out (laughs) b it was bananas like they were like let's make oklahoma a territory and if you get out there first you can have like a hundred acres. And so there was this big like race into Oklahoma to like literally plant stakes in the ground and be like, this is my land. And people Mm. were just killing each other. Over Um, Oklahoma. Over Oklahoma of all places. (laughs) Uh, And you know, the, the native Americans were just standing there watching thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, so the, the state has a total wild history and this Mm -hmm. is, um, we, we're going to catch up kind of midway when Oklahoma city was brand new, they had just decided that like Oklahoma city was going to be Oklahoma city. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's going to be a town. There's no structure whatsoever. I mean, it is at this point, it it is the frontier. It's the, it's the wild west. There's nothing there. Yeah. Like they couldn't even come up with a name for it. There's no time. Like there's no time. We're just going to call Oklahoma city. I don't know. Oklahoma city. I don't know. And so, and people are just like helping people do things. And that was like all the society they had. Like I have some cows. Do you, if I give you this milk, will you give me some of your eggs? I guess. I don't know. Are you going to shoot me or are you going to Maybe I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's Oklahoma City at this point. And this is like 1880s. Now, one day in what 
is sort of being talked about as potentially Oklahoma City. A group of men were gathered together to discuss, like, planning this new city. Sure. And they're talking about, you know, all the things that they'll do, and it'll be great, and it'll mm. be a society, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, a drunk idiot <laughs> stumbles up to them, and he's got, like, his hand, you know, like, hovering over his gun, on mm-hmm. his gun belt. And he says, my name is Rip Rouser Bill. <laughs> And I have come to Oklahoma City to start a graveyard. Okay. Which is secret code for, I'm going to shoot some idiots. (laughs) I, an idiot, shall also shoot idiots. Uh, And the group disbanded. (laughs) They didn't like that. But they met again a few days later, a few Mm -hmm. nights later. And uh, (laughs) they're talking again, the same idiot. (laughs) Saunders up. And he's drunk again. Mm-hmm. And again, he screams, I have come to Oklahoma City to start a graveyard. <laughs> like, someone arrest this man. Oh, wait, we don't have anything. We don't have police. Uh, there's nothing like that. Yeah. Correct. So this goes on for a while. <laughs> like, every time people are trying to have a conversation, yeah. this guy just stumbles up <laughs> drunk off his ass and yeah. says he wants to start a graveyard. But he's, never, he's, not, he's not doing it. There's no action here. Right. He's just threatening he's and just he planting, does have a gun. Yeah, he's planting the seed, you know, just like typical, <laughs> yeah. typical startup yeah. behavior, you know, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if right. somebody he's made a graveyard excitement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so for a while. And then finally the people in the territory were like, can we look, can we just get a fucking government please? Because <laughs> we have to have a police department <laughs> to deal with this. And so they're like, yes, okay. We're going to in earnest now because of this, this stranger mm-hmm. named um, Rip Rouser Bill, <laughs> we, Rip Rouser, we're go, we will, yes, we're going to in earnest form a government. Now, as you may know, forming a government, it, it takes a while. Yeah, I've seen Hamilton. I know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It took fucking three hours of my life. Hmm. Um, did you know, by the way, speaking of Hamilton. Yeah, of course. He's terrible. He is not. Really like, at all as he like was as represented in that musical, yeah, I, yeah. They they gloss it up a little bit, you know. He's kind they of quite a, quite, I'd say yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Lin Manuel Miranda, but boy, mm-hmm. Hamilton the the man was not. Mm-hmm. I learned after the fact, he's not a hero. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. they decided to make a government, but since it's going to take some time. They thought, well, while that's in the works, we have to do something about Rip Rouser Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and so they decided to do what any uh, any any good American citizens would do. They're going to form a citizen militia. <laughs> Rather than just give him like a little plot of land. I mean, he's, he's clearly passionate <laughs> about it. Right. You know. Or, you know, this man is a walking cry for help. And yep. rather than treat him with compassion, we are mm-hmm. going to just form a militia. We are going to start his graveyard for him and the first <laughs> with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on May 1st, 1889, uh, a group of men, again, gathered at the corner of, uh, it says here, Broadway and Grand. Now, I did ask Kara. I said, hey, is Broadway and Grand, do you know that corner? And she said, I don't think those streets actually make a corner. <laughs> so maybe this was, maybe this has changed since 1889, which seems reasonable. Mm. Maybe Kara doesn't know what she's talking about, which also seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with um, this book. Um, they were standing on this corner, and they, 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 on, <laughs> on this street corner, they they formed their militia, which was called the Knights of the Cottonwood, and their first action was to elect their exalted scrutinizer and also the secret scribe uh i mean this is sounding like a a lot like the ku klux klan it's I mean, very I, I, clannish <laughs> it's just, incredibly i don't want to i didn't want to put too fine a point on it there but this like this is basically like the origin of the ku klux klan or something correct it? okay it's like forming separately but mm-hmm. you know yeah they get it same vibe while they're forming this, of course, Rip Rouser Bill shows up. Yeah. <laughs> drunk. Hey guys, can I join your party? Actually, <laughs> this time though, he takes a little bit of action. He goes into the tent and he says, "Again, I've got to start mm. the first graveyard." And everyone's like, "Yeah, Bill, we fucking know." He pulls out his gun and he shoots three holes in the ceiling of the tent. Well, which, that's too bad. Again, it takes. Forever. It is too bad. Like the tent, the tent was innocent in yeah, all this. It takes forever you know to I mean? patch those things. Yeah. Oh my god, so long. 
but still not like he hasn't done anything to any actual people yet. And I think it's really important to yeah. <laughs> note he hasn't like actually harmed anyone. Um, but he did fire three bullets in the top mm -hmm. of the tent. So a bunch of the knights tackled him and they knock him around and they mm -hmm. tie him up. Okay. And now the question is, what do we do with him? Because mm -hmm. they don't have a jail. They don't have anything. Yeah, there's no civil order here. So right. what do you want to do with him? I don't know. What do you want to do with him? What do you I what what do we do with him? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so these Oklahomans are like, what, what should we do? And then one of them has an idea and he says, let's put him on a train to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and that becomes a plan. So they haul him over to the, uh, the railroad station, mm -hmm. the Santa Fe station on their way there. They get there and they, they realize the train has been delayed for three hours. Typical. Oh my God. Tell me about it. I have taken the Amtrak from Chicago to St. Louis so many times. It is, it is just so late all the time. It's just so late. So I, I really empathize with these clan racists. Militia guys. Mm -hmm. Um, so the knights are like, fuck, <laughs> it's, it's late. Like we don't want to yeah. hang out this with this guy. Be, you know, yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be a fun thing. Right. And now this <laughs> here, so like making a fun clan with like, you know, fun titles mm. and this guy's ruining it. Uh, no one wants to wait with him for three hours. So they decide, well, you know what we could do is we could go down to the river and just, um, tie him to a branch <laughs> by the neck. So they do that. Mm-hmm. They uh, they hang the rope uh, over the branch and they they put it around his neck. So it's but they're not lynching him. Let me be okay. very clear. They're not. <laughs> it's just a holding thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Normal <laughs> way to hold a person. Yeah. Has all the place. yeah has all the makings of you know murdering. Yeah. But not. But not. But no, it's not. That, but no. It's, not it's uh no. It's different. The the intent is a, is really important here. So they, but they, it does know they hung the rope without any slack <laughs> to ensure he wouldn't get away, <laughs> which is, that's just common sense. Mm. You know, that's just thinking ahead. Sure. And then they, they all left. Like, we'll come back in three hours. So they probably went to the bar, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> um, three hours later, they come back and you, you might be shocked to find that they found uh, Rip Rouser Bill, um, Dead and hanged by the neck. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. His boots six inches off the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, so then they, but they do the responsible thing. They send for a doctor. <laughs> now they couldn't find a doctor, so they got a veterinarian, <laughs> and the veterinarian <laughs> came to the scene and pronounced Bill as dead as a mule. <laughs> well, who specifically is. As dead as a mule who had cashed in his checks, which it's kind of a, it's a fun, that's a fun phrase. Um, <laughs> boy. So this was strange. Like there was some confusion here because the, um, the, they weren't police, but the, the, there were some men who kind of appointed themselves as constables. Mm -hmm. Like, well, we'll examine this. They examined the rope. Uh, and they were looking, you know, the whole crime scene. Um, and they said, we know what happened. The rope shrank because of the dampness in, in the air. In three hours. In correct. three hours, it shrank enough that it pulled the guy off. Two, six inches, six off, inches the off the yeah. ground. Yes. Sure. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, man, that classic Oklahoma dampness. <laughs> that humidity. Uh. <clears throat> and no one questioned the judgment because, of course, they don't like Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Now, he's dead, mm -hmm. and I want to be very clear that Bill is dead. Mm -hmm. This man who's going around threatening to kill people has died. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's a dead human at this point. Right, yeah. So next, he was put on trial. <laughs> so so, the, the so people, they don't have a police force. They don't have correct. any sort of like law and order at all. But they managed uh -huh. to scrape together fake constables some mm -hmm. sort of kangaroo cord. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And again, he's dead. Mm -hmm. So there, <laughs> there's, yep. there's nothing to be gained here, <laughs> but, uh, volunteers gathered together as jurors. They volunteered to be jurors. A lot of them were 
uh, newly formed knights of whatever the fuck, um, Oklahoma clan. Mm-hmm. There was a lawyer who was like, I'll be the judge. <laughs> and so they had this, uh, this kangaroo court and they, uh, they, they, they found that Bill's death was an accident. Uh. Quote, quote, by shrinkage of his necktie, which is what you call a, it's a fun name for a, yeah, for, for tying a rope <laughs> and throwing around a tree. Sure. So the death was an accident, but they also found him guilty of carrying concealed weapons. Oh, not uh, because three, not because of the gun, because mm-hmm. you can carry guns, no big deal. Mm-hmm. That's true in Oklahoma <laughs> forever. Yeah. But he also had three knives hidden, like in his pockets. Now, case closed. Case closed. <laughs> no one bothered to ask why a man with uh, three knives in various pockets wouldn't have been able to, I don't know, cut himself down <laughs> from this little thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, just, I'm just so I'm so confused. What, like, what authority they're afraid of at this point? You know, like they, no they clearly idea. murdered this dude that nobody liked. And they're like, oh, but we got to we, now we got to go to court. Oh, court we doesn't to court, exist. And then also we have to invent to, court. Yeah, <laughs> it's invent court to to totally disparage this person. Yeah, find ourselves innocent. Uh, yeah, yeah. To um, a law that doesn't the, exist. <laughs> right. In the end, Bill's body was fined fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Uh, now he couldn't pay it. Mm-hmm. He was dead. But the court, so the court settled for the three dollars and thirty cents that he had in his pocket. Oh, well. <laughs> And the rest of his possessions uh, they left behind were donated to charity. Mm-hmm. One, one of those nice, you know, knife charities. That's makes right. sense. So I just, this is a, this story is just a, a it's just a little, um, it's a mousse-bouche, right? It's a little appetizer. <laughs> just to, just to, just to drive home, like, Oklahoma is the worst. <laughs> Oklahoma is so stupid. I don't know. It, 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 they, they, they seem kind of, kind of bored. Like the, the, I don't know. It just kind of seems like uh Especially with the with with the, with the trial there, like they're just kind of looking for stuff to do. There's maybe not not a whole lot going on. Just kind of trying to invent some things well, to true, keep them going from day true. to day. That's true. Although they did have the uh, the daunting task of forming a government. Well, yeah, them. that feels like it could have kept them busy. Sounds, <laughs> that like, sounds like it's going to take a long time, though. So. <laughs> God, the idea of putting a dead man on trial and then finding him for the money in his pockets is <laughs> finding him guilty of his own murder and finding fifty dollars. Uh, so that's what we're dealing with here. With that in mind, I present to you now the story <laughs> of the Skirvin Hotel. The Skirvin Hotel. That is the name of it. Boy. Like, and they could have changed Isn't the name at that any point. Gross? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. Oklahoma City, 1910. Mm-hmm. It has been formed into a city now. Mm-hmm. They've done the hard work. Someone finally got off their ass. Yep. Filed the paperwork I mean, only, with the feds. This is like 20 years later. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a big city, but like finally they got the, they, they got yeah. the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. There's a man named um, William I, Balser, B-A-L-S-E-R. William Balser. William Balser. Yeah. I mean. He I, went I, by I, WB, I think. Yeah. Which was a, I, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. William like Balser. That that really, I mean, that, that like screams one of those one of those names that that like Bart calls the bar with. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> can I can I get William a, Balzer? Yeah. Can I get a William Balzer in here? Yeah, yeah. Balzer, first name Will E. Now, can I get a Will He Balzer, please? <laughs> can I get Will He Balzer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> he was an oil man. Of course, he was. <laughs> and he behaved exactly as all oil men have done throughout antiquity. Mm-hmm. Respectfully and romantically. And mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Oh, you didn't see There Will Be Blood. I get it. Oh, no, There's no. A- <laughs> I meant to. I meant to. I, but I, I'm pretty sure I know. I know. I got the gist of it. Yeah. So he obviously had a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And he decided, I want to build just a, like a big, beautiful hotel. Oh, that's nice of him. Yeah. It is nice. Yeah. yeah. People need places to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so um, he does. He builds a Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City, and it opens in 1911. Mm-hmm. Now, wait, what? And he names it after 
someone, something. Himself, his name is W.B. Skirvin. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did I, was I not clear about that? I, I might have missed that in the whole um, Willie Balzer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. W.B. Uh, Skirvin is him. Okay. So he calls it the Skirvin Hotel. And it really is a, it's a, it's a fantastic looking hotel. Sure. Um, yeah. It's got two towers, 10 stories each, um, 224 rooms. It's, it's, I mean, it really is gorgeous. And it's one of the first buildings in Oklahoma city to have air conditioning. At that oh. point they called it, I guess, according to one source, they called <laughs> that at the time iced air. That's which that, I mean, it seems ac- plausible. It's, it's probably more accurate than what we call it today. So yeah, ice that's air. Right. Sure. That's right. I, yeah. We should not have stopped calling it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start, also, mm-hmm. what? I think I'll start calling it that now, actually. I think mm-hmm. it will too. Mm-hmm. It's ice air. Uh, they also had running ice water in each room. Oh wow! This is which super... I don't, I don't think I've ever seen in any hotel. Running <laughs> which, ice water. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's so way ahead of his time. Maybe mm-hmm. two hundred years ahead of his time. <laughs> and uh, it was a hit. People loved it. It's you know, it's a, it, and again, it's a, it. I you you can you can look it up if you want, but it's, yeah. <laughs> you can look at photos. It's a really nice hotel. Now, one of the reasons it was so successful, other than the fact that it's a really genuinely great hotel mm-hmm. um it, it got a boost from uh, skirvin's daughter her name was pearl mesta 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 pearl sta pearl mesta skirvin no i think pearl skirvin mesta probably oh. I think she married into mesta which what a i mean that's a are- yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm starting to understand more and more about Oklahoma as this goes on. I'm not like you get out. why this was awful <laughs> to do. Even the good ghost story is gross. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this, but Pearl Mesta, so his daughter Pearl, she was actually a very big deal in D.C. for a long time. Hmm. Like over several presidencies, Pearl was the person, the woman who would throw the best parties. Mm, okay. It was like if you were a dignitary, if you were... The president, if you mm-hmm. were, you know, in the cabinet, if you were, if you were like an important person in DC, you were at Pearl's parties. Mm-hmm. She was like, the, there's like movies about her and like books about her as like the hostess with the mostess. And yeah. it's, she is big time socialite yeah. in DC. Yeah. Like a Heidi Fleiss type, you know, or you like, <laughs> okay. like that. Right. Yes. Yes. And actually, no difference. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> right, we're just going to skip ahead a few pages here, obviously. We're, <laughs> um and so it was you know it's 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 like a if if you were invited to one of pearl's parties you were you were set mm-hmm. in washington sure so that's what's going on and she would have these parties and she would entertain and she would let all these people know these diplomats and dignitaries and you know lobbyists and stuff like hey when you're in oklahoma my dad has this great hotel mm-hmm. and so they too you know to uh, to gain favor with Pearl and mm-hmm. stay in the circuit, blah, blah, sure. blah. They would they would when they were in the the area they would go to this hotel. So it's a mm-hmm. you know yeah she's 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 funneling a lot of really um really a, a lot of money toward the hotel. Of course, right. She's doing such a good job that in 1930 they added a third wing, and the third wing was even taller than the other two, Ooh. and now it's 14 stories tall. And the total capacity of the hotel went from 224 rooms to 525 rooms. Man. Yeah, so they more than doubled the number of rooms. How do you get that much iced air? You know, it's so much tough. iced air. <laughs> How do you chill that much water? It's crazy. Uh, so that happens. So, but while all that's building up, mm-hmm. we have this, uh, this uh, recurring theme uh, of prohibition in this podcast, right? Mm hmm. Prohibition hits, and uh, like most people that we talk about, um, Skirvin decided to make his hotel speakeasy. Sure, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Not yeah. a whole lot of money in not selling people things they want. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, unlike Bunghole Liquors, which had a great model because no one would ever check in the basement of an undertaker's place mm-hmm. to see if you had a bar down there. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the opposite of that. He... Yeah. It's it like was, the only place in Oklahoma City. I would right. Imagine. Yeah. It's it, real clear, but he had the money to pay off the cops or the. You know, the okay. People. So, so he did great, and uh, and Skirvin loved that because he he liked to drink. Who does? He liked to yeah. uh, correct. 
Uh, and he liked to, um, you know, like to do coke, poke around. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, never, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Never mind. He. Okay. At one point he starts, I don't know. He starts bonking one of the maids. Mm-hmm. Is that how the kids say it today? He, start, he starts. I want to make this, I want to make this podcast relevant to like he Gen start, Z. He starts balls on her is what it sounds like. <laughs> he starts William balls on her. Yeah. He, he starts balls in one of the maids. Um, who's, uh, whose name I don't, I, his, her actual name has been lost to history, but, um, everyone calls her Effie. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay. For, you know, reasons I, we won't even mm-hmm. try to discern here. But uh, he starts going to town with uh, with this maid, Effie. Um, now, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes one of the things that happens if you start having sex with a person is that one of those people might, one of the people in that equation might get pregnant. No. <laughs> this... <laughs> Pause for effect. Mm. <laughs> Um, and, and it's usually Effie, the girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most times and Effie did get pregnant mm-hmm. from, uh, WB. Now, obviously he's married cause you know, he's, and he's got mm-hmm. this whole like family that's, you know, in DC doing mm-hmm. their thing. So this is not a good look for him. Mm-hmm. It's a big whoops. Yeah. Like clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll ask you Patrick. So let's, Let's put you in a situation like you are WB Skirvin. Mm-hmm. You get this big grand hotel. Your daughter is like mm-hmm. the socialite of Washington D.C. She's friends with presidents, and mm-hmm. you know, and you're living you're living the high life. Uh, suddenly, you you impregnate a, a hotel uh, maid. What do you what do you what, what do you do about that? No, I'm I, I I'm going to be answering this with the like ethical and moral standing of an early 20th century oil baron, correct? Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, okay, okay yeah. This is not, So this is not Patrick responding now. Exactly, this is yeah. W.B. Skirvin, yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly, yeah, Patrick yeah. would not have gotten himself into such a pickle. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would I would kill her. So that's, that, this seems pretty obvious. It's good. My next note is he couldn't just murder her. Uh, well, <laughs> so, okay, so. Now, hmm. I agree with you. He totally could have and yeah. probably gotten away with it. Um, short of that, What's your next, what's your next move? I mean, like, uh, uh, I mean, there's, you know, the procedure, if you know what I mean. You know, if, if you, if, if you want somebody to not be pregnant anymore, there's a sure. thing that they do. I don't know it if they. It was interesting to me that none of the articles I read about this, um, talked about that option, mm-hmm. which I thought was mm, I mean, kind of strange. I mean, they only, they only just got incorporated a few, a few like months earlier than that. So That's true. they probably don't have a hospital yet or anything like that. Well, Planned Parenthood has not made it out of here yet. Yeah. So I guess the third would be like <clears throat> disappearing her, like paying her off okay. and saying, you know, mm. why, don't you, why don't you go to a different city here in Oklahoma? That's a nice way to think of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, he did a um, sort of version of that. What he did was um, he brought her up to the uh, the top floor of the hotel and opened a room and threw her in and uh, just locked her in there. For ever, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the first one. If we want to get real technical about it, yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean he, that's. I, I guess I mean you own the hotel. You can. There's so many ways you could you could take care of something like that without mm-hmm. you know turning into the fucking Edgar Allan Poe story or something. I don't really understand. The it's kind of romantic, here. I think, because it's really it's it's like a big fairy tale vibes, you know, <laughs> like locker in the top deck. Because it was the penthouse, so it was yeah. like the highest room, you know. So it's, it's Wait, very uh, um, well. Now he's missing out on penthouse money. No, nah, now it doesn't make sense. I mean, like the penthouse. That's true. Is, he could, yeah, it's true. Yeah. He could monetize. Well, maybe yeah. he liked her. I get, yeah. I mean, like you go to you go to like parking lot view. Or, you know, like the garden, you know, the, the, sure, you know, the, the garden room, you know, down yeah. in basement two or something like that. But yeah, I guess. Yeah. Maybe he gave her the penthouse, which was, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. So, so you think that he did a overly nice thing by uh, locking her in uh, the top floor. That's okay. Mm, so that's, you're on record saying that, but he, yeah. so he locked her in, <laughs> in one of the rooms <laughs> Um, for the entirety of her pregnancy, she was not let out of the room. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like whenever you know, like a like a fourteen year old kid that gets pregnant in high school, and you know, you're like, mm, 
you're gonna go home. You're for not gonna. A few you're months. gonna go visit yeah. uh, your aunt. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Oof, yeah, yeah, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So basically, yeah. So he disappears her uh, for a while into into the hotel, um, puts her on the top floor, locks her in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, genuinely does not let her out mm-hmm. the entire pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So really healthy for a pregnant woman, by the way, to be like locked inside of a room. Yeah, for, you know, several yeah, months. Yeah, like physically and mentally, mm-hmm. very good oh, for yeah, her. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good fit. But he's not a monster. He did give her the penthouse, so that's you know, okay. that's nice. Um, but again, she isn't there for the entire duration of her pregnancy, which is. You know, mm-hmm. up to, I hear, nine months. <laughs> and um, so she is there and she, uh, you know, of course, she's 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 not a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she has no power here. So she's she's in that room locked in there. And uh, eventually, several months later, she goes into labor. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of exciting to her because she's like, Thank Something Christ. Different. We can yeah. like have well, no, okay, yes, and uh and like I have this baby and I can get out of here. Like mm-hmm. sure, you know, great. So she has a baby in the room. They bring up a medical staff and she mm-hmm. has a baby in the room. Um and uh after the baby was born, Skirvin comes up and he meets the child. Yeah, his, his, his child. child. Yeah. Uh and he says all right, well, carry on. And he keeps them locked in the room, the mother and child. The, the mother and child locked in the room. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Walks away and says, like, well, this is your this is your home, so <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, this, this is going to be a problem for tomorrow, Skirvin. Not today, Skirvin. This is right. a problem for tomorrow, <laughs> Skirvin. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, again, this is all to save face because he doesn't want to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a wife and kids. Like, he doesn't want to yeah. – yeah. So how is just, this not more like it, like this is going to come out? How is this not more embarrassing? Like, well, you know your your uh, your father, you know, back in uh, back in Oklahoma, <laughs> he kept a woman and her child locked in a hotel for years on end until they rotted away. And his child, in particular, his yeah. his child, <laughs> he kept you, but a different version of you yeah. locked. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, yep. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> um. So Effie, as you will imagine, is um she's suffering some ill effects. Yeah, from a little trauma. This whole thing. Sure. Yeah. A little trauma. Lots of trauma. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously depression. Um, I mean, at this point, because she thought she was gonna get out once the baby was born. Mm-hmm. And Skirvin's like, Great, now you both get to stay here. And she I mean, she under you know, yeah. of course, yeah, goes absolutely fucking just bananas and she's screaming and she's wailing and she's like just throwing things at the walls and just you know it's all Mm -hmm. yeah making a pretty big deal out of it it's all the things that you would do in this situation yes exactly um and one day she's decided that she's had enough and she doesn't want the baby to live like this either and so she picks up the baby uh she steps up to the window opens the window holding the baby jumps out the window that is the end of Effie. Wow. And Effie's baby. Well, that'll do it. My goodness. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. The problem is. I bet, I, like, like, I bet this one, he regrets putting her in the penthouse. You know, like, if I yeah, put her on, yeah, if I yeah, put her yeah, on the were, ground you floor. You had a much better idea. Yeah, yeah. You should have consulted you about the garden yeah. is the way to go. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the problem is, though, that. She still keeps showing up at the hotel, mm. even though she is like clearly, for her shifts. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's uh, complaining about not being on the schedule, even though she's been dead for a month, and it's just really weird. It is weird, yeah. and she's like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> she keeps calling so, out because her child is sick, and I'm like, yeah, but you've both been dead for most of a year, so it's fine. How your sick? Kid's sick. Yeah. The sick is how you can't get more sick than it's been, and you've been fine so far. <laughs> Effie still is in the hotel, and uh, people who visit the hotel report that she's been screaming, she's crying. Um, sometimes they hear a baby crying. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes uh, Effie will stand at the window that she threw herself out of, mm-hmm. and people in the room will see a woman holding a baby standing at the window in their room, <laughs> which I imagine is horrifying <laughs> and also really sad. Um, 
you feel like you look, your face looks like you want to say some something. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm. It, it just reminds me of uh, like the whole uh, uh, Michael Jackson hotel incident in Berlin from some oh, years dangling ago, dangling the baby over the uh, <laughs> thing. Oh boy, which was uh, so weird because he was he was a gem, and yeah. it's so weird that, <laughs> that, we, that he would do yeah. something strange like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, just uh kind of horrified by the by the whole thing i mean i i really expected a lot more of uh you know 20th century oil barons so yeah disappointed disappointed (laughs) well lesson learned (laughs) and now all the ice caps are melting i don't know (laughs) unrelated (laughs) um okay so this so this is all happening and you know people obviously have a lot of questions like the media has questions and they're asking skirvin like hey did you impregnate a woman and then you know basically you know give her no choice but to mm-hmm. throw herself off the building he's like yeah. no of course not <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's way too many details for you to realistically <laughs> know what are you talking about exactly but uh, so while this is all going on like the early hauntings are going on it's very recently after this happened um suddenly there are these reports that start filtering through oklahoma city that the uh the woman whose ghost is now haunting the hotel mm-hmm. effie uh actually was a woman of very loose morals. Okay. And the loose morals is a quote that kept coming up against, mm-hmm. um, which is such bullshit, you know, yeah, like, yeah. so here's, <laughs> I mean, obviously, but like, here's this fucking yeah. oil magnate who's, yeah. you know, having sex with the maid who probably didn't feel too empowered to say no. Yeah. If she was inclined to do so. Yeah. And you know, she obviously suffered the very ultimate price. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course she's the one who's yeah. loose morals and yeah. Skirvin's totally fine. Your cat meows so like, loud. He's literally just sitting right here staring at me. <laughs> full food dish, you. empty litter box, full water dish. Just <laughs> like, warning. hey. That's a warning for yeah. you. Is this one of these cat podcasts? No, it's not. <laughs> Can I get in on that? No, it's it was not. like a microphone for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So, uh, Effie is, is, is. I mean, tarnished as this, you know, this woman of, again, quote, loose morals, mm-hmm. which is so fucking stupid and frustrating. Um, but <laughs> uh, it, so I don't, I don't, okay, so <laughs> hmm, when people see or interact with the ghost of Effie, mm-hmm. there are kind of two different types of stories that emerge from that, that, uh, that, that engagement. Mm-hmm. One of them is we saw this woman standing with a baby at the window and that was really creepy. Right. Yeah. And obviously. kind of that, that whole like kind of solemn, mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. And that is part of it. However, <laughs> quite a few guests at the hotel over time have reported ghosts in their room, a ghost in their room, a female mm-hmm. ghost who will first appear to them as a voice who talks, uh, uh, I, I'll just say it talks dirty to them. And then, uh, some of them feel a ghost, um, engaging with them physically and sexually. Okay. Uh, Okay. So, uh, (laughs) so I don't want to, I don't want to make any, I don't, I don't feel qualified to um, to make any sort of connection between W.B. Yeah. Skirvin saying she's a you know woman with loose morals because that on its own is bullshit. Yeah, she may have she she may be a horny ghost. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean it, it's it's honestly it's kind of her business. You know, I mean that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Def- and she needs to get hers. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, she yeah. You 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 lock me up in a hotel room for. Uh, for uh you know for a year with a screaming kid oh God. and i'm probably gonna i'm gonna Excuse come me? out i'm gonna come out guns blazing <laughs> <laughs> so i mean and that you know that's all kind of like whatever until you learn that this hotel uh it shut down for a while i think in the 90s it went out of business in the 2000s though a company bought it and refurbished it, and it is now a hotel again. Yeah, perfect. Again, very nice hotel, very great. And it just so happens to be the 
main hotel that NBA teams will use oh. when their teams come to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> go on. I will go on because this is where it gets very good. This hotel and the ghost of Effie in particular are they are so well known within the NBA community. Mm-hmm. Basically, every player in the NBA knows that Skirvin is haunted, and many of them will either refuse to stay there or they will <laughs> demand to stay to bunk with someone else. Now, I'm going to run through a handful of stories from people in the NBA who have had interactions with this ghost. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, like uh, apparently, a lot of these guys have not had, you know, the fun interaction with the ghost. Because I mean, really, like, if, well, you, uh, I mean, if that, I'm going to tell you to put a pin in that because I'm, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that happens once, you know, when you're on a business trip or something like that, and you're like, well, that was interesting. You know, if I come back here, I might just, you know, check if this room is available again. I mean. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> Let's see how it shakes out. So here, so the next, so for <laughs> what, I, what will follow is I just I don't know I don't know how to smoothly go from story to story. So I'm just gonna mm. I have a fire. bunch of yeah. it's rapid sure. fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. different stories from the NBA. Ready? Mm-hmm. Go. Tim Hardaway mm-hmm. quote: The first time I heard about this hotel was back in 2014 when I was a rookie with the Knicks. I was with Meta, um, Ron Meta, Artest. Yeah, Meta World Peace. Yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah, Meta yeah. World Peace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he'll he'll come back here. In a second. <laughs> Meta's going to come. Ron back. Artest, famous uh, famous calm peaceful person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ron Artest, who didn't beat the shit out of lots of people. I was with Meta, uh, Kenny Martin, J.R. Smith, Carmelo, Anthony, mm-hmm. and a few other guys. We were about to fly out to OKC, and a few guys were talking uh, this mess about the hotel we were going to be staying at. They were all going around sharing stories about these weird experiences they'd had. I couldn't tell if they were serious or not. They were talking about the walls making noises, hearing what sounded like people laughing and crying or hearing the faint whispers. One guy said items had moved to different spots in his room while he was at dinner. Okay. Okay. I mean, sounds like like typical hotel shit, like the maid moved something because they were looking for your money. and That's fine, racist. But, um, okay. (laughs) That's number one. Former Knicks center, Eddie Curry, uh, got a room on the 10th floor where uh, Effie uh, and her baby were said to be most active. Mm. Curry was so scared after walking around the floor that he was, uh, he decided to spend the night in uh, Nate Robinson's room. Now, Curry is seven feet tall. (laughs) He is 295 pounds. This is a giant of a man. (laughs) And he was so scared. He uh, he begged Nate Robinson to stay in his room, and Nate is a is a gentleman and said, "Yes, please come on in." Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bulls had a hard time. Uh, Taj Gibson's bathroom door slammed shut for no reason. Couldn't open it for a while. It was like it was locked, even though it wasn't. <laughs> um, his teammate Derek Rose, Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls superstar, mm-hmm. uh, also heard strange sounds and was so scared. That he, <laughs> Derek made a rookie share his room. <laughs> so he went out and he finally wrote, he said, you're sleeping yeah. with me. Yeah. Um, and his quote to the press the next day was, it was a sc- it was scary last night, said Derek Rose. <laughs> uh, back to Ron Artest or Meta World Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, even later, Meta Sandiford Artest. <laughs> he's, on, he's on a journey <laughs> forever. He's, you know, you know, most famous for punching a fan in the face. But mm-hmm. he also had an experience at Skirvin, which led him to, I, okay, so <laughs> I just, I want to be clear that everything I'm about to say is actually, honestly, literally true. Okay? <laughs> or at least claimed by. Nope. Medi- not. Okay. No. Actually <laughs> proven, honestly true. Okay. This is true, as true as it gets. He had an experience at Skirvin, which led him to consider filing charges against the Skirvin ghosts for touching him inappropriately. (laughs) 
He consulted a lawyer. The lawyer took notes. The lawyer shared those notes. He said he was touched inappropriately by ghosts at the Skirvin Hotel, and he, honest to God, considered suing not the Skirvin, but the ghosts at the Skirvin for touching him inappropriately. Uh-huh. Oh, poor Meta. Oh, Tim Hardaway again. When I got to my room, I turned on my TV and immediately left it on. My theory was that if the room was haunted, the TV would be turned off at some point during the night. Now, I got to say, that's the most garbage theory I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ghosts don't love to turn off TVs, but so he's in the bed, TV's on, <laughs> uh, you know, he's watching HBO 4 or whatever they have. Um, slowly fell asleep. He said, I woke up the next morning and the TV was still on. Mm-hmm. He thought that was a ghost. I mean, that one's... That's one that doesn't make any That's sense. That's probably not, yeah, it's probably not a ghost. But, yeah. but, they had a noon tip off that day, and the whole team was off their game, and they lost by 12 points. <laughs> Clearly a ghost. The TV was on all night. Clearly the ghost right. was watching it. <laughs> Final uh, story here is from Bill Simmons. Hey, you know Bill Simmons? It's like a famous podcaster. I think. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Uh, yes, he has a famous podcast and um, he's a sports writer. Yeah. First and podcaster second, but you know, he's in that realm. Um, and he's a pretty serious person, mm-hmm. you know, and he said this, <clears throat> I flew to Oklahoma city on Wednesday to cross uh, to see Durant play a home game off my bucket list. After they thrashed the nets, I joined some friends at Mickey Mantle's, for late dinner and a few beers before heading back to my room. I was staying at the Skirvin, a local hotel that's supposedly inhabited by a ghost named Effie. As legend has it, blah, blah, blah. We were checking in. I jokingly asked the clerk to put me in one of the haunted floors. She claimed that she did. <laughs> we laughed, and that was the end of it. But that night, I was so tired, the ghost stories never entered my mind. I got ready for bed. I called my wife, watched 10 minutes at Sports Center, and fell asleep. So, you know, I'm a heavy sleeper. Once I'm out, I'm out. That's what made it so strange when I woke up at 4.30 with my heart pounding. <laughs> I swear on Tom Brady's ACLs that <laughs> the following happened. At first, I heard a baby crying and realized that was why I woke up. I thought it was one of my own kids before remembering my kids weren't babies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then remembering that I was in Oklahoma City and not Los Angeles. Suddenly, it dawned on me that I wasn't alone. I had an overpowering sensation that someone else was in the room. Your blood is swishing through your veins at 200 miles an hour, only you don't understand why. Your body reacts a few seconds before your brain does. I decided to turn on the light, stretching to my right for the switch. Out of nowhere, I heard the sound of what sure as hell sounded like a baby crying urgently to my far left, right near the window. And he writes, wah, 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 in case you don't know it. Baby sounds like. Um, the urgency freaked me out just as much as the crying itself. I fumbled for the switch, couldn't find it, fumbled, fumbled some more, finally turned the light on. The crying sound stopped. I hopped out of bed and turned on every other light in the room. I turned on the television and uh, jacked up the volume. Then I grabbed my Blackberry and Googled Skirvin crying baby. A slew of results came up. <laughs> See for yourself. And he provides yeah. the thing. Uh, I kept the lights on and the television, and that's how I spent the next three and a half hours, half asleep, half awake, totally spooked. The words man up did not enter the equation, not even a little. I came to Oklahoma City for Durant and Westbrook and left telling stories about Effie's baby. Just know, next time someone tells me a ghost story, I will believe them. Wow. So, that is the story of... uh, Effie and uh, in the Skirvin. Yeah, and Skirvin. Hmm. Wild. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. So, go to Oklahoma. You can produce one and a half ghosts in the whole fucking state. I don't think there yeah. are any other actual ghosts. <laughs> and I want to, again, be clear. Like, <clears throat> this took a lot of digging to get mm-hmm. just this. Yeah. I, there's, I, there's, I, I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything more to mine here. 
I wonder if, I wonder if Oklahoma is one of those states where, you know how they say if you have like breathing problems, you move to Phoenix because, you know, the the dry air or whatever. I wonder if they're like, you know what, if you're really afraid of ghosts, move to Oklahoma because they don't, they just don't have any. It, like they Clear, just, clear yeah. air here. Clear yeah. ground. I thought for sure Oklahoma would have so many ghosts. Like we, they, you know, as a country, we have killed so many <laughs> Native Americans there. <laughs> and, and like, you know, as as you uh, as mm-hmm. you pointed out, there's you know, been a, a major national tragedy there. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I'm like looking forward to covering that sort of mm-hmm. thing, but you would think there's got to be something. Sure. Yeah. All of that history. Like there must be something. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was the only <laughs> yeah. semi-plausible thing I could find. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. obviously real, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. The ley lines do not pass through Oklahoma. Apparently, no, I don't. I don't I think really they don't do. Think they do. I don't think they do. So, uh, it would have been, uh, you know, if Kara were here, we could have peppered her with questions about mm-hmm. Oklahoma and all that stuff. But uh, she really uh, let us down. Yeah. Well, maybe next time. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> and uh, if you're liking this show, go and uh, rate it, review it. If you didn't like this episode, then don't rate it and review it. Wait yeah, till the next wait till one next you week. like, and then yeah, then next week's gonna be real good. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll see you next time. Bye.